the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. We are now eight days away from the midterm elections. Eight days, ladies and gentlemen. To stop the communist takeover of America. Decision day is looming. The polls are looking good, and I hope that you are getting motivated to get out and vote on election day. Well, we have a lot of ground to cover today, and I want to start out in a, um, and I really don't want to talk about this story, but I feel as if we must, because it's a great example of left-wing media hypocrisy and Democrat Party hypocrisy. Over the past several months specifically, and we've been doing this for a number of years on this program, but really over the past several months now, we have been bringing you stories of conservatives, of Republicans, pro-lifers who have literally been under assault. So we've been telling you about the churches, well over a 100 churches that have been firebombed and vandalized in the aftermath of the Roe v. Wade decision. We've been telling you stories about um, uh, the the pro-life lady who was shot in her arm, the elderly woman. We told you about the teenager in the Dakotas who was literally killed. He was run down in the streets because of his conservative beliefs. And none of these stories have made national news headlines. None of these stories have generated outrage in the mainstream media. None of these stories has uh, has caused the the Democrats to rise up and denounce the violence within their midst. Not once has that happened. Not once. Going back to Senator Rand Paul, who was nearly beaten to death in his yard. Senator Paul, who is still suffering medical issues as a result of that beating, and yet he was mocked and ridiculed, and quite frankly, his attacker was celebrated, celebrated for nearly beating a Republican lawmaker to death. Then we look at what happened with Congressman Steve Scalise and what, quite frankly, could have been a massacre when a Bernie Sanders supporter opened fire at the baseball practice that was that featured a number of Republican lawmakers. Congressman Steve Scalise nearly lost his life. He was gunned down. Others were gunned down as well. It could have been a massacre. And yet, that story did not generate massive outrage. It didn't generate massive, it didn't generate massive cries of condemnation and calling for peace and civility in politics. 
And here we are now facing a bizarre story out of California, where the husband of Speaker Nancy Pelosi was allegedly, and yes, I'm using the word allegedly, allegedly attacked inside their home, their mansion in San Francisco, a very wealthy section of San Francisco. Now, what I find interesting about this story, and, and you know, I'll just go ahead and ask this question. It's one we asked on our Twitter poll. Almost a 1,000 people have already weighed in. Do you believe the narrative the mainstream media is is trying to force on us? Do you believe do you believe what they're telling us about how this story went down? 844-747-8868 that is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, I I'll say this right out of the gate. Something doesn't add up. Actually, a lot of stuff doesn't add up about what happened, this attack on Paul Pelosi. We now understand that the that the attacker, David DePape, was or is rather a, a hippie. The guy is mentally insane. He is a lunatic. He is homeless. He um, espoused a lot of views all over the place. I mean, this guy is quite frankly a nut job. But according to according to the police reports and the 911 call, this does not appear to be some sort of a targeted attack against Nancy Pelosi. Now that's what the media wants you to believe. They want you to believe that this guy showed up in the in the early morning hours, the wee morning hours of Friday, and he was uh, banging on the door and he was demanding to know where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? And apparently he had zip ties with him and duct tape. By the way, just as another aside, just look at the lack of media coverage and outrage when some guy was arrested outside the home of Justice Brett Kavanaugh with zip ties and with duct tape, and they didn't bat an eyelash. And I'm going to explain why in just a moment. There's a reason why the Democrats are not condemning these attacks on conservatives, and I want to get to that in just a moment. But going back to what we know, um, the early reporting, and this is this was verified reporting, not from conservative right-wing websites. This was the mainstream media. The Fox TV affiliate there in San Francisco, very well-respected, KTVU. And they reported that when the police showed up, they found two men wearing nothing but underpants, and they were fighting over a hammer. They said that they were they were let into the, the the mansion by a third party. Now, whether or not whether or not this is true is irrelevant because now both NBC News, which was reporting this, as well as the Fox TV affiliate in San Francisco, which reported this, have now pulled their reporting. They have retracted their original reporting. There are also uh, reports out there from local law enforcement who are saying the narrative that's being presented to the media right now is not, in fact, accurate. So will, will we ever find out what really happened? I don't think so, because the FBI is getting involved, and when that happens, you know you're never going to learn the rest of the story. But the, but the, but the story, the official narrative is that some unknown guy showed up at the house and demanded to know where was Nancy and started hitting Paul Pelosi over the head with a hammer. 
But a lot of this is not adding up. They said that the guy broke into the house. But when you look at the actual photographs from the crime scene, it's very clear that the, the, the glass was on the outside of the house, not the inside of the house. So if you're going to be bashing in a window, common sense tells you the glass would go inside. All of it was actually on the outside of the house. There were also reports that the two men dressed in their underpants were fighting over the hammer in the bedroom. Or at least that's where it originated. And then this this other report out there saying that the, the police, when they were let into the house, that's when they saw the two men in their underpants fighting over the hammer. Now, all of this has been reported, and now it has also been retracted. I'm curious to know, how do you get that part wrong? How do you get both men in their underpants fighting over a hammer? How do you get that wrong? It makes no sense to me unless that's what really happened. Well, let's continue, because it's not just the reporting we have. We also have a 911 call. They're telling us Paul Pelosi didn't know who this guy was, but it's very clear based on the 911 call that not only did he know who this guy was, he called him a friend. Take a hey, listen. 910 Broadway, cross of Scott and Normandy. Hey, 14 hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Twelve over back and copy. Yes, code three at twenty six forty Broadway for fourteen hour. Twelve over copy. Fifteen hour also code three. Everyone twelve advice and sufficient units on scene two six four zero Broadway. <laughs> special call, special call medic sixty six, location twenty six forty Broadway. All right, so there you go. That's that's the 911 call. So this is law enforcement, and you heard it for yourself. You know, you're not going to hear this in the mainstream media. But we've got a copy of the 911 tape. We know what it says very clearly. You heard that Paul Pelosi told the 911 operator that his friend David was the one that was behind all of this. Uh, let's listen to the police chief explain what happened. Cut 13. When the officers arrived on scene, they encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup. Does that make any sense to you? By the way, when you hear the police chief, the chief clearly says that somebody opened the door, right? So there was a third person there. I know they're saying that's not true now, but how how did they gain entry into the house? They said somebody opened the door, let them in, and there you see these two guys allegedly dressed in their underpants and their undergarments only, uh, wrestling for a hammer on the floor. So we don't know how that happened. So what, you say, why does all of this matter? Because now, now you have Joe Biden out there saying that that Republicans are responsible for all of this. You've got people out there saying that President Trump should be indicted. Well, you know what? President Trump wasn't in his underpants wielding a hammer. I'm just telling you that the Repub- that the Democrats are using this to attack Republicans. Now, Elon Musk over the weekend shared a story and we 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 cannot access the story because the website went down so much traffic going over there but anyway elon musk shared a story that suggested that this was some sort of a 
late night, early morning fling. Nancy out of town, the boys will play. Hammer time. So all I'm trying to tell you is that um, these reports are out there. Whether or not we, we know them to be true, that remains to be seen. But you know what? I will throw this out there, and you can decide this for yourself, ladies and gentlemen. I find that more believable than this attacker, the nudist who sells hemp jewelry and has BLM and gay pride flags flying outside of his bus that he lives in. I find that to be more believable than to believe this guy is some sort of a right-wing extremist. Because that's what Hillary Clinton wants you to believe, that that guy, the attacker, is a right-wing extremist. Well, I would say it's more believable that there was some sort of shenanigans going on than that to be true. I, you can you can analyze that for yourself, but that is that's that's my take on all of this. So why does all of this why does all of this matter? It doesn't. It's a horrible thing that this happened to Paul Pelosi. Nobody should have their head bashed in with a hammer by an, a guy in his underpants in his in the privacy of his own home. Nobody should have to deal with something like that. It's it's appalling. Crime is out of control everywhere. Was this a random attack? We don't know. Was this some sort of a uh, an affair gone bad? We don't know. But the mainstream media wants to come out and immediately blame Republicans. And nobody knows the facts of what happened. But what we do know is anytime anyone suggests that something is not quite right here and the story is not adding up, all of a sudden they're labeled a hater and they're being shut down on social media. But I want to bring this back around full circle here. When this happened on Friday on this program, we condemned the attack and we still condemn the attack. I don't care if those two were tussling around with power tools in the bedroom. What do I care? That's between them and their maker and Nancy Pelosi. What do I care about that? Nobody cares about that. That's what what you do in the privacy of your own home is your own business. But what's the what's problematic here is that the Democrats are looking for an October surprise. They think this is it, but I think the average American understands, wait a second, something doesn't add up here. Something's not right. But I want to answer the question that I posed a few moments ago. Why is it the Democrats are not out there condemning the actual violence directed at Republicans because they are Republicans? You see, I don't believe this was an attack directed at Nancy Pelosi. But I do believe, and we have plenty of evidence, factual evidence, to back up the argument that there are a lot of conservatives out there who are being targeted. And the answer is very simple. They think we deserve it. The Democrats believe that Republicans are evil people. They believe that we are Nazis. They believe that we are, as Hillary Clinton said, beyond redemption. We are deplorables beyond redemption. And so when you when you espouse that sort of a viewpoint, you hold on to that sort of narrative, that's your truth, then it becomes very easy to turn a blind eye when some sort of a rampaging thug, a monster, runs over a teenage boy because he happens to be a Republican. And they they shrug their shoulders and say, you know what, the kid deserved it. That's what they're doing now. Rand Paul, Allie, look, look at Nancy Pelosi's own daughter who said that she was celebrating the fact that Rand Paul was nearly beaten to death. What kind of a human being thinks like that? Anyway, pray for Paul Pelosi and pray for a speedy recovery. It's a terrible thing that happened. But folks, 
a very quick question as we go to break. Are you buying what they're selling here? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. There's no question, folks. America is hurting. Crime and inflation are out of control. It can be so discouraging, but there is hope. If you're a senior, you remember better than anyone how strong America can be when we work together. And that's why I urge you to join forces with AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. AMAC exists to enrich the lives of seniors and uphold freedom for all Americans by fighting for conservative causes. Membership comes with discounts on hotels, restaurants, cell phone service, and much more. And my friends at AMAC offer advisory services on things like Medicare, financial planning, and Social Security. Becoming a member of AMAC is easy, and it only costs $16 a year. Go to amac.us slash to sign up today. I'm a proud member of AMAC, and you should be too. Go to amac.us slash now. Join millions of other AMAC members receiving unparalleled benefits while we work together to get America back on track. Join AMAC today at amac.us slash That's amac.us slash All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Todd Starnes here as we march to the midterm elections. I know it just doesn't make any sense, um, this Paul Pelosi story. Yeah, I know we got hammered a couple of weeks ago, but that was a DUI. Um, Let's go to the phones here. Maryland, Victor on the line. Victor, what say you? I say, sir, that this type of violence has got to stop And a bill must be introduced, introduced to ban assault hammers. They have become dangerous and must be banned. (laughs) Yes, I mean, no doubt about it, Victor. And we have not seen the actual hammer that was used. But um, to your point, um, I think that we should consider an immediate ban on assault hammers. Uh, not to mention cutlery. Um, we have certainly seen an, an increase, an uptick in the number of stabbings in America. So uh, I'm with you, and I think we need to raise the age limit uh, for people who are eligible to actually purchase these hammers uh, at Lowe's and Home Depot. Maybe perhaps now, some I, sort of an ID a system. Note, I knew a guy, um, he was a little screwy, and he was in my class at the Maryland School for the Blind, and he got infatuated with a woman, and if he couldn't have her, no one was going to have her. So he followed her up to, uh, we'll say, uh, Boston. Uh, I've changed the city. And her dog guide heard the noise. She called the cops. When they searched this guy, he had a hammer, screwdriver, pair of pliers, a wrench. So I guess we better start uh, banning those weapons, too. All right, Victor, appreciate the call. Let's go to Steve in Gainesville, Georgia, on WDUN. All right, Steve, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd, thanks for your show. And, uh, you know, before I make my point, can I just say I hear that Biden, if his party rejects him to run for president in 2024, that he's thinking about running for governor of the District of Columbia, the 54th state. (laughs) All right, very good. Get to your point here, Steve. We're running low on time. Okay. A guy named Christopher Monzon was handing out uh, campaign literature for uh, Rubio and DeSantis about 10 days ago, and he got attacked by two people, 
and the living crap beat out of him in Hialeah, Florida. We ought to remember his name in our prayers, too. And isn't it convenient when it really matters how the cameras were not working in the Jeffrey Epstein jail nor at Pelosi's house? Well, that is interesting. No security. They say no surveillance videos happen to be working. And to your point, yeah, that campaign volunteer nearly lost his life in the streets. Where's the outrage over that? This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. We'll be right back, America. You guys have helped build MyPillow into an incredible company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.98, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set made with USA cotton comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, now just $39.98 with my promo code. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS or go to MyPillow.com slash STARNS. That's MyPillow.com slash STARNS and use the promo code STARNS. As I've pointed out before, I'm not a member of the good old boys club. So no, I don't have 107 sheriffs who want to be able to take black people off the streets, who want to be able to go without accountability. I don't believe every sheriff wants that. But I do know that we need a governor who believes in both defending law enforcement, also, but also defending the people of Georgia. I have two brothers, one who has committed crimes and one who is a social worker trying to help keep people from committing crimes. But my brother who commits crimes should be held accountable. But my other brother should never be pulled over for driving while black. And yet in this Georgia, he is. Okay. Uh, clearly, the romance novelist is getting a little desperate. Uh, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program, everybody. Uh, that's Stacey Abrams in the debate yesterday uh, with Brian Kemp. Uh, Kemp, by the way, is is on the verge of, of having a double-digit lead over Abrams. And I want to explain the reason why. First of all, she just sl- smeared every sheriff in Georgia as a racist saying that uh, all of these uh, sheriffs just want to pull black people over and take them off the, off the streets. Now, I'm curious to know the statistics. How many people in Georgia have actually been pulled over because they were driving while black? How many people? I, I, I seriously want to see the numbers. You know, you keep hearing people like Stacey Abrams, who's a professional race agitator, and her job is to get out there. And she wants she has a problem with white people, and she's got a she's got a big. But what's fascinating about Stacey Abrams? Yeah, she's got a problem with white people, but she has a bigger problem with black men, and this has been very well documented. I was listening to a great interview on uh, KWAM, our flagship radio station. Ben Dieter, uh, the anchor, had Judge Joe Brown. Remember Judge Joe Brown? Uh, He's our official voice of uh, CNN here on the uh, Todd Stearns Radio Show. Crying Negro Network. Yeah, that's Judge Joe Brown. Judge Joe Brown is a is a is a great man. He had the big TV show. He's running for mayor of of Memphis, Tennessee. And he's even been pulled into all of this. And he was talking this morning about how Stacey Abrams has made it a career to go after black men. 
And so this is one of the reasons why she's doing so poorly in the polling data is that uh, only black women seem to be supporting her campaign. That and the uh, pajama boy snowflakes. So anyway, now she's declared war on the the sheriffs of Georgia. Uh, Folks, I'm telling you, believe what Chucky Schumer said on the tarmac to Joe Biden last week. They're in trouble. The Democrats are in trouble in Georgia. Want to go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. John in Kentucky, what's on your mind, sir? First of all, Todd, what I'm about to ask, please don't ban me from your show forever because I bought like two copies of your Daily Biscuit. So that's what I want to premise this call with, okay? All right. I'm, sh- I'm sure Miss Grace is still laughing at what I was, what the screening was. Okay, you're talking about two men fighting over a hammer in the Pelosi household, right? In their underpants, allegedly. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please don't be mad at me. Could it possibly have been a crime of passion? And I'll hang up and listen for your response, Todd. God bless you, brother. Well, thank you. Thank you, John. I, I, I don't know. I, and... And that's the thing. I, I I don't know. I mean, it very well um, it very well could be. I don't know. Stop. Have a time. But then again, it may not be. And that's, that's we. I just don't like being fed and spoon fed a narrative when the facts clearly do not do not back up whatever that narrative is. That's all I'm trying to say here. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. So Luke Bryan, this is a fascinating story. Luke Bryan, I'm not a big fan of Luke Bryan. I mean, he's okay. It's that whole bro country thing. I, just a little weird. I don't know. It's just weird. I'm more of an old school, you know, Hank Jr. kind of a country music guy. But and Reba, I like a little Reba, but um, I never have really caught on to Luke Bryan. All that uh, being said, uh, during the weekend, you had the big Florida Georgia game, and Luke Bryan was doing a concert, and they were using this to raise money for hurricane victims. And I want you to hear what happened here. This is when Luke Bryan brought Governor Ron DeSantis on stage at the concert. We're going to have some fun, and we're going to raise some money tonight for the great state of Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Governor Ron DeSantis. Oh, listen to those cheers. They love the guy. Uh, so the cheers go on and on and on. We can, we don't have enough time to for just. I mean, we could spend the rest of the half hour listening to the people cheering for Ron DeSantis. So anyway, the whole point of that was to raise money for the people impacted by Hurricane Ian. I th- I think that's a pretty noble thing. Do you not, ladies and gentlemen? Well, you know how the left is. So now they're trying to cancel Luke Bryan. Uh, people are all upset, and they're uh, posting things on social media. Uh, one guy says, hey, Luke Bryan, most people are good, but Ron DeSantis is not one of them. I'm incredibly disappointed in you and will no longer support your music or American Idol as long as you're on it. What is American Idol still on? Really? I had no idea. I thought they canceled that years ago. Someone else says, I had my suspicions about Luke Bryan and his political leanings. Really, what gave it away? 
He was already on my list of artists whose music I refused to purchase for fear my hard-earned money going into the pockets of election deniers and democracy assassins. What? 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 That escalated quickly. So anyway, I mean, Luke Bryan's catching a holy you-know-what out there. And so, so then he responds over the weekend. And may I say, I'm just incredibly disappointed by Luke Bryan. So I want to read this to you. Um, he says, uh, typically don't respond to stuff when I'm getting a rundown on social platforms, but here's the deal. I understand Governor DeSantis is a very polarizing figure, but I grew up in a country where if a governor asks you if they can come and raise awareness to help victims of a natural disaster, you help. And he goes on to say, blah, 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 blah. He wanted to have a little bit of fun between the Georgia-Florida college fans before the game. And he says, this is all I am saying about this. I'll be outdoors with my boys, blah, blah, blah. You know, all Luke Bryan had to do was come out and say, you know what? I don't care what you people think. You know what? I invited the man to come on stage. We're raising money for hurricane victims. If you've got a problem with that, you are a soulless, godless even. And probably listen to NPR. That's what I would have said. But he didn't say that. Stop apologizing, ladies and gentlemen. The cancel culture mob does not want your apology. They want your heart. And they want to they want to shove a giant stake right through the middle of it. That's what they want. So stop it. Goodness gracious, people. Jeez, Alou. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Thehill.com has an interesting story up. Don't know if you've seen this. And by the way, thank you for the thank you. Let me stop here before I forget this. Thank you for the kind birthday uh, greetings that you uh, sent last week. Uh, very rarely am I surprised because I pretty much know what what's happening on this program twenty four seven. But I, the staff just completely uh, caught me off guard. Uh, but just had a great weekend. Thank you for the kind words, and uh, we're going to get through uh, the 55 to 56. So it's going to be a lot of fun this year. All right, that being said, thehill.com, GOP bracing for Trump indictment soon. Uh, this is written by Alexander Bolton. So they're, they're quoting a number of Republican strategists and aides who believe Attorney General Merrick Garland is going to indict former President Trump within 60 to 90 days after the election. And many of those same uh, aides and strategists say it's not actually, they don't think it's actually going to hurt President Trump should he decide to run in the in the presidential election. One veteran Republican aide said a couple of weeks after the election, we assume Garland will indict Trump. People have been talking about splintering support and dampening enthusiasm among, among Republican voters for him. But an indictment could actually galvanize and reunify Republicans. So there's a lot of angst. And by the way, these Republican pundits and analysts who are out there spewing all of this to the Hill and Politico, these are all pals of Mitt Romney and Lisa Murkowski and Liz Cheney. That's who we're talking about here. So they're very anxious to try and do whatever they can to stop Trump or damage Trump. But I don't think that's going to have much of an impact. I, and I will throw this out there for you folks. I mean, if, in fact, Trump is indicted, is that going to impact your opinion of him one way or the other? 
844-747-8868. That again, toll-free number, 844-747-8868. Let's go to the phones. Michelle in North Carolina wants to weigh in on uh, Pelosi and the hammer. Uh, Michelle, what say you? Um, you know, I just don't, I don't believe necessarily that, that it went down like they're trying to make people think that it did. You know, um, God only knows what has happened there, <laughs> you know, and, um, but if, if it's went down some other way, which I'm kind of thinking maybe it has, you know, um, that would be a perfect opportunity for them to, to twist it and slam Republicans with it because that's what they like to do, you know? It's it's and, the most absurd and, and, thing, and, Michelle. And, Just think about this, Michelle. It's the most absurd thing. We know the guy is pro-Black Lives Matter. We know he is pro-LGBT. We know that he is um, involved in the nudist, uh, in the nudist work. Uh, he's a hemp artist. And the... Does that actually scream MAGA to you? Right, exactly, exactly. And, you know, and I appreciate the fact that, you know, Republicans are standing up and saying that they don't approve of violence, and I don't either. I'm not saying that. But, you know, if they want to stand up, the Republicans, and uphold somebody, uphold our people, they get assaulted and beat, and and keep them held up and, and remind, you know, the news stations and the papers you know that that they count too, Michelle. Yeah. I'm with you on that, and and I look um, if if the media was out there and they were condemning this violence against conservatives with the same uh, fervor they are on the left, I wouldn't have a problem here. The exactly. problem, look, I don't want anybody getting hit upside the head by a hammer. Not a single person. Right. That's outrageous. Right. But the fact that you can have a young man who's actually walking the streets of Miami, Florida, and the kid gets nearly beaten to death by a gang of four thugs because the guy's a Republican, and the media turns a blind eye to that, I got a problem with that. And the Republicans need to push to have people like that uh, put in jail, too. They hate shouldn't crimes. be out walking around on the street. Yeah, exactly. It's a hate crime. It should be called that, and it should be filed that way. And, you know... Uh, I'm a Republican, but I, I get I get ticked with them sometimes. You know, I want them to step up and and start you know um, upholding their brethren here. And when they get hurt, and and you know, step up and do things for them to help them. You know, Michelle, a lot of truth in what you just said. Appreciate you calling. And uh, folks, it's look, it's it's right and it's right or wrong. That that's what we're dealing with here. There's no wiggle room. If you're going to call out one, you got to call out the other. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Again, toll-free telephone number 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. 
Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Grace Baker at Grace. I need I need some editorial guidance here. Um, we got some. It's not that we got some hate mail, but we got some hate mail. So oh boy, you, you what know, you do now? So no, it, th- this is a Memphis. Uh, uh, you know what I think I may do? I will share this, but I won't mention the name of the cake shop. That's nice. Is, of you. is that is, is that fair? Is that yes. a fair compromise? Yes, I could nice. name it, which we did on our Facebook page. But uh, every now and again, we like to try to do nice stuff at uh, KWAM, the radio station I own uh, here in Memphis. And uh, that means we, if, if there's a business or a company that's doing something great, we want to promote them. We want to support them. And we do it free of charge. You know, we, we yes. just want to celebrate the great things that are happening in Memphis. Of course. By the way, 15 people shot six killed over the weekend. Well, that's not yeah. a good thing. That, that's what happens when you put Democrats in charge. So anyway, I had one of our guys here reach out to this bake, this cake company or whatever, and uh, they're doing something. And so we said, we just want to have you on to talk about the great things that are happening. And this is the response we got. Uh, they accused us of being transphobic, homophobic, racist, and all-around offensive. Interesting. Uh, they went on to say... That sounds that, a little dramatic. Well, it gets worse. They went on to say they support all humans and their rights, and they cannot associate with anyone who does not share their values. Oh, so does that mean, I, like, if I don't agree with them on something, I can't go buy a cake from them? Because that would be associating with me. That, well, that's true. And so anyway, I want to um, I want to read this to you because it's a, it's a fascinating... Um, oh, where is it? I I can't find it now, but it's it's all very fascinating. Oh, here we go. No, no, no. Ah, here we go. I've got it now. I will say, and again, we're not naming the place, but I have not heard of this place. Like as a native Memphian who's lived here my whole life, I've never heard of this place. Well, they're very upset with us, and so I thought about this for a moment. You know what they said that they said that they they support all humans and their rights, but that's not really true because they don't support our rights mm. they don't support our values that's a fair point but here but but look here's my philosophy um we don't care as long as you want to you know we we want to share our platform with you you know to talk about the fact that you make a good cookie or a good cupcake this or whatever. is true so anyway i wanted to go back through because they said they accused us of being transphobic homophobic racist and all-around offensive oh wow number one that's true we oppose the medical we oppose the medical mutilation of children this is we true. we oppose that we also oppose the use of taxpayer money to fund drag shows for minors. 
not only does that does that make us a defender of children, but it makes us a defender of gay drag clubs that are just trying to earn an income and a living in this very difficult economy. Exactly. We're looking out for them, too. Exactly. Why should my tax dollars be used to fund that when there's a gay bar that's more than capable of hosting a drag show? Yes. So it's also clear that we believe all lives matter. Of course. There's an argument that can be made that Democrats don't believe all lives matter because when you look at the death toll in Memphis, Tennessee, for example, most of the people being killed are black. Mm. There's an argument that could be made there. But clearly, clearly, um, I get it. I mean, I was even though I'm sure they're, you know, they're to the left, um, we are more than happy to offer a platform to promote their baked goods. Of course. And the reason why is very clear, because as conservatives, we are inclusive and open-minded. I mean, we want to be a platform that encourages debate. And the reason why is because I believe our ideas as conservatives are greater and better than the liberals and their ideas. And I'm happy to debate those every single day yes. on this radio program. Yes, of course. Why, what's the rule when somebody calls in? They go straight to the top if, if they disagree If with they you. disagree. Mm-hmm. But I, I love this line here. But being as vocally present on social media as we are, fully supporting all humans and their rights, we cannot be pre- we cannot be present for a show that does not uphold the same values. Oof. And they talk about, you know, this whole idea of being, I don't know, these core values and social justice. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you this, folks. We are open minded on this radio program. We are tolerant on this program. And anything else, well, it, that would be half-baked, in, in my impression. Uh, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Todd, no Halloween mask? Okay, I'm not listening to this radio station today. What? 
Was that Mark from the Villages? Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. So, look, I note the entire staff is uh, decked out in the uh, the Halloween costumes. As a matter of fact, uh, Grace Baker, uh, you you had a preview uh, party over the weekend. Yes, I did. So, a big Halloween party. You invited all the staff to come over. Yes. Except for one oh, specific person. Okay, but go ahead. No, 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 no. Todd, Todd. How, how old did you just turn? I, I'm I'm elderly. I'm 55. Mm-hmm. So you're uh-huh. ageist. Is that so, what you're telling me? Uh, yes, I guess so. Because it was all 20-somethings at the party. I'm and sorry. Fair enough. But but anyway, Ben Dieter, the morning show anchor. Yes. This morning I come in and he's dressed as Spider-Man oh, on the yeah. morning show. Our chief engineer literally is dressed like Spock from Star Trek. Uh-huh. And he has a little recorder. And he comes over and he's waving this device over. I'm like, what are you beep, doing? Beep, beep, beep. And it yeah. was like Dr. Bones is, uh, he was checking me out. He said, my heart's in good condition, oh, by the way. Oh, that's good. Save me 50 bucks on a, a doctor's visit. <laughs> so anyway, but you're dressed, we're getting ready to have a yeah. big shindig after the program today. We are, and I will be dressed in Princess Daisy attire from Mario Kart, and Merlo the Dalmatian will be dressed in a banana peel costume. Oh, the dog is coming too. Oh, yes. Excellent. Well, we'd love to have people, if you're in the Memphis area, just drive on by. We're, we're giving away the full-size candy. Oh, yeah. The no, real deal. None of this little fun-size crap. This is true. We're not, not doing that. It's not very fun. You know, the people at NPR are giving out like little boxes of raisinets. Yuck. I mean, it's disgusting. Ugh. And uh, we don't do that kind of stuff here. You're going to no. get cavities. I can promise you that. <laughs> Come here. You're going to get a cavity. We even have the $1,000 bars, $100,000 bars. Those are oh, delicious. Oh, yeah. Those are good. And the Butterfingers. Mm, I'm well, a Reese's kind of gal What is myself. it, 3 o'clock Central Time? So yes. If, so if you're in the neighborhood, drive on by, and the whole staff will be here. So. All afternoon. But the reason why I'm not wearing a mask, and I thought long and hard about this, is that t- the whole point of wearing a costume is to scare people, right? Uh-huh. And so I think in my own natural you know, body that I trigger liberals. And you terrify me in the morning if you haven't had coffee. That is true. Uh, that is true. So, so Mark from the Villages, save your anger and hostility. I am in a costume. I'm just dressed as Todd Stearns, conservative talk radio host. Perfect. Let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Steve Gill, one of my favorite political analysts, joins us. Steve, you see, Rush never had to put up with this sort of back talk from Bo Snerdley. No, he did not because he was not as not as scary as you are apparently. Oh, By the way, I, I'm wearing my MC Hammer parachute pants in honor of all of your Hammer Time music uh, talking about the Paul Pelosi incident. So I'm I'm uh, doing the side shuffle uh, MC Hammer Hammer Time dance while we're doing the segment. Stop. Hammer Time. Thank you, Steve go. Gill. I, I I'm trying to That's get that image. Scare people. I'm trying to get that image out of my head right now. Uh, Steve, <laughs> a lot of politics to talk about. But uh, can, may I just say, uh, this this narrative that's coming out of San Francisco, what I find shocking is that there was actually some real journalism being done, and then all of a sudden somebody made the call, NBC retracts all of their reporting, the local Fox TV station, they retract all of their reporting, and uh, and then the police just don't want us to believe the 911 call where clearly a third person was there in the building. Well, the door magically opened itself, kind of like, you know, the Adams family. The door just opens itself while the 
the two uh, participants are clutching a hammer across the room. I, I want to see the, uh, I mean, I'm sure that the San Francisco Police Department, uh, even if they have defunded the police, still have their body cams. Where is the body cam footage? That will tell us everything we need to know. We don't need to ask questions. We just need to watch the videos. Let's go to the video. And and, and honestly, the, the other weird thing about this is that now the police are telling us, well, we were there, and all of a sudden that's when the guy started hitting uh, Mr. Pelosi with the hammer. You would think, why would the police not just rush right in and 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 stop the guy? That, that made no sense to me. And why is the broken glass from the break-in outside the house instead of inside the house it's a great question i mean these are important questions and steve look again and we share this in the in the first hour we don't want we don't think anybody deserves to get hit over the head with a hammer and what they were doing inside the privacy of the pelosi mansion that's between them and um and nancy uh, but it's how the Democrats are using this narrative to somehow accuse, uh, you know, they want people to believe that this guy is some sort of a right-wing MAGA guy. It's just ludicrous. Well, and, and the attempt to try to blame it on President Trump and blame it on MAGA Republicans that are inciting violence. I, I mean, again, let's go through the long litany of Democrats inciting violence, promoting violence, Kamala Harris bailing violent protesters out of jail so they could go back to burning and looting. If, if you want to look at the track record of who has actually been promoting violence in this country, uh, it is on the left. And when you had somebody actually go to Washington, not with just zip ties and their tidy whities and with a hammer, uh, but instead with a gun trying to kill uh, a, chief, a justice of the Supreme Court, the media you know, kind of looked the other way quickly and, and didn't really want to pay any attention to that. We still don't know who leaked the information from the Supreme Court that, that was intended to put even more uh, violent assaults on, on Supreme Court justices, the protests outside of their private homes where violence was threatened. All of that was ignored, and yet, you know, this hammer time incident with Paul Pelosi is, is being blamed on the right. Steve Gill is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, one of the top political pundits in the southern states, and really all of America. Uh, Steve is going to be a part of our live election night coverage. We're going to be doing six hours of election night coverage, and we'll tell you more about that as we get closer to election day. Steve, um, I, I'm curious to get your take on on how things are going to go down on election day some people saying republicans sweep everything uh, but there's some polling data out that suggests maybe the senate uh, could be up in the air what what say you i think the trend lines are in favor of of a red wave or possibly a red tsunami as i think republicans clearly take the house i think uh, uh, at this point i would think we end up with 52 48 uh, in the senate maybe even more uh, the trend lines are in the right direction, but it all turns out with what uh, what happens uh, with turnout over the next uh, over the next week. You've got a couple of days of early voting in some states, and and I think Republicans have to win most of those seats by a wide enough margin that they cannot be stolen. We've already had incidents reported where 250,000 ballots are being shipped out to people who are not eligible to vote in some of these blue states. Uh, we know that they've been artful. In, uh, in stealing close elections in the past, I think we've got to, got to fear the same thing that could tamp down uh, the, the wave that, uh, that could be building. The best indication, though, Todd, is it's sort of like a where's Waldo. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, Kamala Harris's picture is on a, on a milk carton right now as people are wondering, where's Kamala? She was doing a get out the vote event this weekend in Massachusetts, not in a battleground state, not in a battleground district, but in a state that has no tough races because 
They're having to hide her. Joe Biden's up in Delaware, apparently groping his granddaughter as they go vote. Oh, my uh, gosh. Did you see that? That was disgusting. Oh, my gosh. Steve Gill. Yeah, how long does it take to put on a uh, I voted sticker on the chest of an 18-year-old girl that involves you having to, to continually press it down and mash it down on her breast to make sure it sticks appropriately? But they're hiding them. You're, you're not seeing Democrats going into these battleground areas. In fact, they're, they're moving money out of, out of races where it looks like Republicans may be winning and putting them into districts that should be safe. Uh, I, I think we the Republicans pick up three, maybe four net gain governor races. I think we picked up control of the Senate and the House. Now, look at, at what the Democrats are already doing, though. They're saying, well, if Republicans take the House and the Senate, then it's all on them to fix everything. Look, as long as the president doesn't sign the legislation that comes out of the House and Senate, nothing much can be done. You can stop things, but you can't really pass legislation when you have a president who will be unwilling to, well, reopen the pipelines, reopen our energy sources, shut down the border, deal with radical, violent crime on our on our borders. And, and we're seeing now in places like Memphis, where you had 11 shot, five killed. Memphis is becoming Chicago because of the same inner city Democrat dominated policies that we've been seeing all over the country. Crime has become the top issue in this country. And six months ago, everybody was talking about the economy, energy policy, the border. Uh, the Democrats were trying to push Roe versus Wade. Crime has become the top topic because Democrats have left our cities and, and our citizens completely vulnerable to violence. Well, there could be another way that Democrats are, are going to win this. Uh, cut number one, please. And by the way, if they do, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. So apparently he's adding a few more states. So maybe that just might put Biden and the Democrats over the edge. You know, and, and again, you, you had uh, President uh, Obama talk about 57 states. At least we're down to 54 now. Eventually we'll get down to the actual 50 we have. All right, uh, Steve Gill, ladies and gentlemen, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, Steve, real quick, uh, the the former president, Barack Hussein Obama, I thought it was interesting. Biden's in Delaware, and they have Obama out on the campaign trail. But even then, uh, I saw some pictures, and we posted this on our social media platforms. Obama was speaking to half-empty uh, gymnasiums while he was in Detroit. And getting heckled in, in a blue area. Uh, and complaining about it. I mean, this is a guy, first of all, who hasn't been on the ballot in 10 years, and this is the best the Democrats have to try and energize and, and get their base out there. I also note another person who's on those milk cartons that nobody's hearing or seeing from is Michelle Obama. She's not out on the hustings trying to turn out uh, votes for the Democrats in these waning days. Uh, but the president is complaining about being heckled and being shouted down. Has he not seen the uh, the conflict that, that Republicans have been... Uh, uh, a party to with with crowds and and particularly on college campuses shouting down not letting them be heard if he was really concerned about civil discourse and civil discussion about the policy issues why would democrats be telling people to get in their faces go confront them uh, why would they be bailing criminals out of jail to go burn and loot uh, more like kamala harris and they did you know the democrats have been the ones promoting violence exhorting people to violence actually committing violent acts while trying to point the fingers at uh, everybody but themselves. All right, good stuff. Steve Gill, looking forward to having you as a part of our election night coverage nationwide. going to be a lot of fun. 
Don't let uh, Grace eat all the uh, Reese peanut butter cups. Save a few for me. I'll be there next week. We got some squirreled away for you. We got a safe here, so you're good. All right, Steve Gill, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, you can follow Steve. All of his platforms are listed there on our live show blog over at ToddStearns.com. All right, how are you feeling, folks? Are you feeling good about the midterm elections? looks it's looking good the polls are starting to tighten up a little but it certainly looks like republicans are going to maintain that edge going into election day 844-747-8868 that is our toll-free telephone number that's 844-747-8868 this is the todd stern show All right, people, welcome back. So good to have you with us today. By the way, it's uh, Halloween or Fall Festival Day or Reformation Day, whatever you want to call it. We got some trivia, though. We're going to be giving away a copy of uh, my uh, latest book, uh, which is uh, called Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. By the way, I've got to turn in the manuscript by Thanksgiving for the new book, uh, which I'm very excited about, but I'm a big procrastinator when it comes to um, to writing. So my publishers are going bonkers, but I promise you it's going to be a great book. Uh, anyway, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. And here is the question. They're Halloween-themed. This is very clever, Grace Baker. Well done. Which first lady was the first to decorate the White House for Halloween. Which first lady was the first to decorate the White House for Halloween? If you know the answer, give us a call, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. And we're going to give you a chance to win a copy, a signed autographed copy of our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. All right, um, I want to present a... A choral arrangement. You know, we are big fans. We're big supporters of the arts here on the Todd Stearns radio program. And uh, as a part of that, in that spirit, we want to bring to you a a new song uh, that has been written by Stacey Abrams. Uh, yes, uh, Stacey Abrams, ladies and gentlemen, has uh, written a song. She is not only a romance novelist, but she is also a, a songwriter. The name of this production is Identity Politics. It is performed by the All Souls Choir. Lyrics by Stacey Abrams. Let's take a listen. Somewhat ominous. depend on whether that ID matches our gender. Our rights depend on the lawyers we can afford. It's very hard to hear these singers. Our rights depend on whether the criminal justice system 
has convicted us of certain crimes under the law. A system that targets some of us more than others. May I just say here, I'm just we're just going to kind of wind this down. I, I'm not. I'm not feeling this. I, I the, the lyrics. The, there's nothing rhyming in it. I, I don't know. There's nothing that just kind of like. Uh, it's not like we are the world. You know, where people they hold hands and they sway back and forth, and maybe it elicits a little bit of a tear. I'm just not picking up. I, I don't know. It's t- certainly not American Idol quality. I'll tell you that much. By the way, the choir. They have a video of the choir. We're going to put this on our website. All of them wearing face coverings. And based upon the number, it's there are a handful of guys that look like the pajama boy snowflake types, and then the rest of them are definitely, definitely, definitely squawking magpies of the Mexican Manchu variety. I'm just going to throw that out there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Stacey Abrams. I'm not sure that's going to. I don't know if that's going to hit the um, hit the uh, the Billboard charts. All right, let's go to the phones here. Lauren in Georgia wants to weigh in on the trivia question. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing today? Lauren, I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, Here is the question, and if you know the answer, we're going to win you a prize. We want to know which first lady was the first to decorate the White House for Halloween. Who was that? I was thinking it was Mamie Eisenhower. Yeah, uh, that's right, Lauren. Wow. Congratulations. It was 1958. Uh, 1958, Mamie Eisenhower decorated the White House uh, for a luncheon, a Halloween luncheon with wives of staff members. So there you go, Lauren. Oh, I didn't know why she did it. I just thought she enjoyed decorations. That's good to know. Could be. There you go. Uh, Lauren, hang tight. We're going to get you uh, hooked up with a copy of our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. Thank you for listening to us. Hey, our good buddy Dinesh D'Souza coming up next. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Great to have you with us today. And if you have not already done so, you need to head over right now to the website, toddsterns.com. Two things that we want to give you, just a, a way of saying thank you and welcome to our our team here, is a free newsletter that comes out every single day and also our podcast, all three hours of the Todd Stearns Radio Program, and we want to make sure that you have those uh, tools and resources at the ready, free of charge at ToddStearns.com. Well, I'm very excited to uh, bring our next guest onto the platform. He was like the the patriarch of conservative investigative journalism. Uh, This guy is one of the best documentary makers in the nation, also an incredible author and a brilliant mind, uh, talking about our good friend Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, hope you're doing well today. Hey, I'm doing fine, and uh, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. You know, I, I want to start out here uh, with this situation out on the on the left coast with Paul Pelosi. It seems to me if we really want to get to the bottom of this, they need to let you do a documentary. <laughs> well, they just need to get their story straight. You know, there's they put out a set of facts, um, and in fact, some of the facts were simply recordings of the police um, uh, tape and so on, so you could listen to them yourself 
And right away, you knew that something was up because, first of all, the assailant uh, is known to Pelosi. He, he knows his name, David. He also describes him as, quote, a friend. And then, oddly, apparently he's able to convince this assailant, hey, listen, I need to take a bathroom break. And in the bathroom break, he's able to call the cops where his cell phone was conveniently charging in the bathroom. So all of this comes out. And so we look at it and we go, that doesn't really square with the left's narrative about it. And so the left has decided, okay, it's time to edit the facts and change the facts to fit the narrative. So now we get all this new stuff like, well, they weren't really both in their underwear. And um, no, Pelosi didn't really know the guy. And no, there wasn't a third person who let them in. There were just the two of them. So what do we really believe? I mean, at this point, I think we say, hey, listen, if you don't release the body cam or or if there's any surveillance footage in the in the apartment, let's see that. Otherwise, get your story straight. That does seem to be peculiar. And then all of a sudden you had these, again, mainstream media outlets. We're not talking about Fox News here, but the local Fox affiliate, which has is very reputable there in San Francisco. And then the NBC News, they all retracted these reports uh, that certainly raised questions about the um, about the official narrative of what went down. Well, the other thing I think, Todd, is you've got to remember that the police in San Francisco have got to be seen as subservient to the Pelosi's. I mean, it's the most powerful political family in San Francisco. They're not going to want to embarrass Pelosi because they'll be probably held to pay. So they are very obliging in trying to put this incident in a light that is entirely favorable to the Pelosi's. Um, and look, the guy they're trying to pin the blame on, believe it or not, is Trump. So... So it's, uh, apparently Trump inspired it's this guy to do what he did, which is nonsense. It's insane. It's I mean, they, they want you to believe this guy who is flying the Black Lives Matter flag and the LGBT flag and is involved in all this horrible stuff is somehow a right-wing MAGA supporter. It's, it's laughable. Well, the, the first question is, how did the guy get such easy access? Yes to the, the residents. I mean, that, that alone demands explanation, and I haven't even seen a plausible explanation for how someone could do that. No, I, I haven't either. And again, we're talking about the person who's third in line to the presidency. It doesn't matter if she's there or not. She was apparently in D.C. You would think that home would be secure, uh, have cameras, security system, or something in place. But I, I'm with you. It just doesn't make any sense, Dinesh. But now they're using this, even Barack Obama over the weekend, using this to blame Republicans. Well, the good news is we're not falling for it, and moreover, we are actually hitting back. See, normally Republicans run from something like this because they, you know, just like they run from the allegation of being an election denier and they run from being a climate denier and blah, blah, blah. But I think now we've realized that, listen, these people have got nothing on us. In fact, they are brazen liars. And so this notion that we have to sort of, you know, bow and genuflect to their claims I don't think we're having it anymore. No, I'm with you. And uh, and again, folks, uh, Dinesh D'Souza on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And that I want to bring in your, your book, uh, which came out last week, Regnery, uh, publishing 2,000 Mules, uh, a powerful book. And, of course, this is it follows up on the incredibly successful documentary. Um, before we talk about the book, though, Dinesh, how, how convinced are you that we are going to have a fair election on November the 8th? You know, I'm feeling pretty good about the midterms for a couple of reasons. One is that it is 
easier to cheat across multiple states against one guy than it is to organize a campaign against 30 guys. So in the midterms, you have, you know, one guy's running for secretary of state over here, and then another guy's running for Senate, a third person's running for governor, and of course, it's a different slate in the next state over. So it's a little more complex to organize a mule operation. In fact, I'm convinced that in 2020, the operation was mainly mobilized against Trump. It was not mobilized down ballot. And this is supported by the fact that Republicans did pretty well down ballot, but Trump lost. Now, I think that we will have a lot of work to do before 2024. I do think that the movie has helped to raise public awareness. You've got more Republicans now who have volunteered as poll watchers, poll observers, poll judges. That's very good. You've got patriots in Arizona camping out at the drop boxes. Some of them are having like a tailgate party at the drop box. You know, and the left has been like, that's voter suppression. Well, if you're not interfering with voters, you're just watching the drop box. That's perfectly legal. And in fact, a judge threw out an effort to sort of suppress the observation of the drop boxes. The election rules actually call for every drop box to be under 24-hour surveillance. What, what I love here, uh, Janesh, is I know in Georgia, where they've cleaned up some of the mess there, uh, they have had record uh, voter turnout, especially among the African African American community. Now the White House comes out and says, "Well, that in and of itself is an example of why there is voter suppression." It's <laughs> well, this is the way that their facts their facts are extremely malleable, and so no matter what facts you produce, it's kind of like with climate change. It gets really hot, climate change. It gets really cold, climate change. The weather doesn't change, climate change. So the point is, they've got heads. They've got heads. You win, and you know tails. You lose. It's it's true. Now, Dinesh, um, looking at uh, at the at the book, which I imagine is based largely on this documentary, you actually lay out how the Democrats did this, and I'm especially intrigued by the Republican establishment. And you you make the point that they did not respond effectively. My concern is they're going to be so determined to try and stop Trump from running in 2024, they're not going they're not going to be focused on making sure another steal happens. Well, not only did the Republican establishment not stop a steal that they knew was coming, they've been very scared to uh, watch 2,000 Mules. Um, I've had a number of people say, I haven't watched it, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, well, you, the Republicans are the victims of this fraud. Why wouldn't you want to watch a movie that is ex- exposing a plot, a heist, that is aimed at you as its target? I think the answer is that there is a portion of the Republican establishment, not just the rhinos or the never Trumpers, but the Republican mainstream, the establishment. And their view is that 2020 was not so bad because the Republicans down ballot did well, but Trump lost. So Biden comes in. Biden will be horrible. There'll be a public revolt. They'll throw the Democrats out and they'll bring the Republicans in, but this time without Trump. And this is why. I'm like the spoiler at this Republican picnic because I'm, you know, I'm like hung up on 2020. And they're like, Dinesh, you know, let's not look in the rearview mirror. Let's move on. So this is probably my greatest frustration with 2000 Meals. It's a frustration with the Republican establishment. So I hope that the combination of the book and movie, my standard one-two punch, will help to wake up some people and, and cause them to put pressure on the Republican leadership to at least watch the film. I think it has to, Dinesh. I mean, it really does. Every single election moving forward is going to matter, uh, especially with the with the Democrats going so far to, to the left. Uh, I do want to ask you, though, 
about Biden. There was some interesting video over the weekend. Biden was on the campaign stage, and he was about to literally walk off the stage, and Kamala Harris has to come and run over and pull him back. And I'm wondering if if this guy is if they're going to let him finish out his full term in office, especially if there's a bloodbath uh, next Tuesday. Well, I think that if there is a, a a Republican sweep, I mean, both houses of Congress fairly telling and decisive uh, numbers, we'll start hearing some talk about Biden pulling back. But see, their dilemma, of course, is that see they they had uh, a, a kind of a rigged primary. Biden was sort of selected rather than elected. And the same with Kamala Harris. She is an unproven figure. She was sort of plucked out of nowhere. I think she was, what, in second last or last place? And she's a, a horrible um, figure that is not, has no appeal whatsoever. She's intellectually kind of a null set. And so the problem is you get rid of Biden and who steps into his shoes but the giggling, cackling, ridiculous Kamala Harris. Yeah, it's a dilemma for him. Um, all right, well, Dinesh, we're going to leave it there. Always great to have you on. Congratulations on the new book. And, uh, folks, we have a direct link to it on our live show blog, or you can find it wherever you buy your books. And, of course, you got to listen to the awesome Dinesh D'Souza podcast. Dinesh, good to have you with us today. Hey, thanks so much. All right, there you go, folks. Uh, great intel about uh, the state of the the integrity of the vote come November. And we've been talking about this for a while. And Dinesh echoed what we've been telling you is that it's going to be a lot harder to steal the election in these in these localized races. So that doesn't mean we should not be diligent, but it does mean that we've got a pretty good chance of winning the day. All right, we've got another trivia question we're going to throw out there. Uh, of course, Halloween is today. If you're in the Memphis, Tennessee area, we would love for you to come by. It doesn't matter if you're old or young. Come on by and say hello. We've got tons of great candy, and we just love to be able to visit and say hello. You'll be, you'll be able to meet Grace and Kyle. The whole team is going to be here uh, at our broadcast facility. Here's the question. Which U.S. president told a group of school kids the White House was haunted by the ghost of Abraham Lincoln? Was it, and I'm going to give people a choice here, Grace, but this is a tough question. Was it, was it George H.W. Bush? Was it FDR? Or was it Teddy Roosevelt? Which U.S. president told a group of school kids the White House was haunted by the ghost of Abraham Lincoln? Give us a call, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. You just heard Dinesh D'Souza on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Doesn't it come in crystal clear? It's amazing. That's because Patriot Mobile has an incredible wireless carrier service, and they're also America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. And if you switch to Patriot Mobile right now, Use my promo code Todd. They're going to give you free activation and a free gift. Patriot Mobile has broad nationwide coverage, and they have a plan to fit any budget, whether it's big or small, residential or business. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd, ladies and gentlemen. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd, or give them a call at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Be sure to use that promo code Todd. All right, coming up a little bit later on, we're going to be talking to Kelly Cooper running for Congress in Arizona. 
That's the 4th Congressional District. Also, Art Alley's going to drop by, so looking forward to talking with him. All sorts of crazy uh, inflation and economic news going on. But right now, I do want to go back to the phones. Uh, we've got a trivia question on the table. We want to know which U.S. president told a group of school kids the White House was haunted by the ghost of Abe Lincoln. Danny in Missouri, what's your answer? Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, oh Danny, I'm sorry. Give us a call back. Uh, you'll be able to try again. Uh Wow, that's <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, let's go to Rick in North Carolina, WSJS, our great affiliate there. Hey, Rick, how are you today? I'm doing great. How about you? Well, we're going to try to make you feel even better. Uh, what's the answer to the question? Let's go with Bush. President Bush. Yeah, we would have gone with Bush, George, H.W., Rick, that makes you a winner, sir. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Rick, we're going to put you on hold. Uh, We've got a signed copy of our Daily Biscuit Devotions with a Drawl, and uh, we'd love to be able to send that to you and to hope things are going good there in North Carolina. Oh, they are, man. I'm looking forward to reading the book. Oh, you'll have a good time. It's a fun read. I can promise you there's, there's some good laugh lines in that book. Well, we all need a good laugh these days, don't we? Boy, you're not kidding. And, Rick, we're so glad you're listening to our new affiliate, WSJS, uh, there in the uh, in the North Carolina area. Thank you. Thank you. All Please right. Enjoy ha- it. Hang tight. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Grace Baker's going to come at you with uh, uh, all your uh, intel there. All right. Uh, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844 844- 747-8868. Now, I want to go, where is that story? <laughs> ah, here we go. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I have in my hands from YouGov America, I guess this is a polling agency, and uh, they go out there and they poll people on the most popular things or things people hate, whatnot, yeah, you name it. Uh, they're going to be polling people about it. So uh, here is the question. Uh, the most popular Halloween candy in America. Now, um, it turns out that American adults, actually, and I'm really surprised by this, I figured that the most popular candy would be either Reese's Peanut Butter Cups or the Hershey Candy Bars, the original, not the ones with almond. But it turns out that American adults actually favor the original M&M's. The original M&M, 76.1% say that's their favorite candy on Halloween. Number two is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. And uh, they don't have a number three here, but it's got to be the candy corn because everybody loves candy corn, right? Now, what I, what I find fascinating is, and where's Grace Baker? You don't have kids yet. Just Do, a dog. <laughs> just a dog. But I'm when you're an adult and you do have kids and the kids bring home the they bring home the loot. Yep. And they spread it all out there. Yep. A lot of times parents will actually go back later and pick out the the best candy. Okay, so I remember growing up my grandmother would be like if you get any banana Laffy Taffies, you got to save those for me. <laughs> Wait, what? Banana Laffy Taffies. Banana Laffy Taffy. Yes. And then my mom had some sort of chocolate candy. She was like, you know, if you get any, it might have been Reese's Pieces, whatever. I had to reserve those for them. Like, they, they had dibs on them. I wonder if any of our listeners actually do that. If they go in and, like, <laughs> pick out things they they, they Or want. tell their kids, like, hey, I get first dibs on this or that. 
And you're the parent. You get to make those choices, so, right? So you're following them around probably while they're trick-or-treating. That's, so you're making notes. You're taking notes. Exactly. Mm, that, that's interesting. Um, it turns out that that adults really do steal candy from the kids. That's actually a thing. And they actually have a list. These are the candies that the parents prefer. They they like the dark chocolate, the mint chocolate, or nutty chocolate. And uh, they specifically love the Dove dark chocolate bars, Ugh. the Andes chocolate mints. You know, I'm not a big fan of that mint. It tastes like some sort of a, I don't know, cough syrup. And then the Almond Joys. If I had a child, I would be stealing their Almond Joy. I'm just telling you, I love the Almond Joy. What about you, ladies and gentlemen? Do you steal candy from the kids? 844-747-8868. No, we no we're not going to take anonymous calls on that, Grace. you got to fess up. This is a Todd Starn Show. Come on. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are now eight days away from saving America from the Democrats. Hello, everybody. I'm Todd Starnes. So glad to have you with us, Hour 3 of the big show. Before we get back into politics, though, we had someone call in at the as right as we were uh, going to break, and uh, we were talking about, uh, of course, today is Halloween, and uh, there's a story out there that many moms and dads love to actually go in and steal Halloween candy from the kids, from the kiddos. And I want to go to uh, Carrington, who's listening to us on the talk station in North Carolina. So, Carrington, you know a little about this, do you? Hello, Carrington. All right, Carrington is not there. So uh, anyway, we'll forget about Carrington then. So there you go. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. That happens. I do want to get right into politics, though. A lot of big races we've been following all over America. And uh, one of them happens to be in the state of Arizona. Honored to have with us Kelly Cooper running for Congress uh, in Arizona. Kelly, good to have you with us today. Good morning. Well, good good morning there in Arizona. Good afternoon to the rest of the country. <laughs> Kelly, I'm wondering how things are going out there on the campaign trail. Man, it's exciting. We're uh, we're having a great time. We're connecting with a ton of voters all over the district. And, uh, you know, it, it's the beginning of such a bright future uh, that it's, it's exciting. It uh, gets me invigorated every day. You know the 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 big race that seemed the two big races in Arizona that seem to be getting a lot of the attention. Of course, that Senate race with Blake Masters and the gubernatorial race with Kerry Lake. Uh, are you seeing that helping down ballot candidates like yourself? Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this this cycle, and I think um, mostly across the country, this election is going to be about you know turning out your voters. In my district, in particular, the it's. It's listed as a toss-up, uh, but we have, you know, the voter advantage if everybody shows up. And so seeing excitement behind Blake Masters and Carrie Lake uh, says that we're going to have our voters showing up and we're going to be able to win this. 
Kelly, you're a Marine Corps veteran. Uh, you're a restaurant owner. Uh, you are um, a, a dad and a husband. And I'm wondering why you decided that you needed to jump into the race. Why politics? Yeah, for exactly those reasons. You know, I worked my butt off from the time I was old enough to work until now to be able to earn my way into business ownership and uh, produce at that level. Uh, I worked my butt off to be a good husband and father. I've been married for uh, just over nine years. Uh, my two kids are uh, second and third grade. It's it's the America that I grew up in. It's the America that uh, my children deserve, that your children deserve, um, the children of everybody listening deserve, that drove me really to run. Um, I didn't work as hard as I worked to, to build my businesses and my family uh, to have it taken away, but uh, it's become obvious that the current representative in this district and many representatives around the country are more interested in lining their pockets and signing on for Pelosi's agenda than actually representing the best needs of the people in their districts. You know, it's interesting. There was a um, there's a report out, a, an essay in the Atlantic magazine. It's their front page cover story, and basically they're calling for a pandemic do over. They they believe that all these lawmakers out there that imposed all these bans and they forced us to shut down our businesses and shut down our churches that they should be given a do over. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm saying no, absolutely not. As a matter of fact, there better be hell to pay on Election Day. These people who shut our livelihoods down, they don't deserve to go back to Washington. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say a do-over. I'm pretty sure they've already shown us who they are. I mean, the last two years wasn't Halloween where they had some special costume on. They they demonstrated who they were, what they believed, and what they would represent. Turns out it wasn't good for us. Turns out it's driven in Phoenix the highest inflation rate in the country, uh, costing a month and a half's worth of income. Seems like uh, they've demonstrated themselves to be people that dislike or outright hate uh, the foundation of our economic structure and, and want to undo it. There's no do-overs in that, especially when somebody's shown you who they are. Kelly Cooper is running for Congress in the great state of Arizona. Uh, Kelly, uh, you've been out there talking to voters. What is on the top of their minds? What's the one issue you think that's going to send them to the ballot box on Election Day? Uh, In my district, it's uh, the border and inflation. It's gas prices. It's groceries. It's can I afford to live? Do I have enough money to pay the bills by, by formula for my baby? Do I have enough money to pay for the gas that it takes to get to work? And these are the issues that uh, people sit around in, in my district, at least, and talk about around their kitchen table. And it, it appears uh, that the people that have represented them up to this point not only don't care, but also don't have any idea um, how that that works. And so when I'm talking to voters in the district, it's all about um, going back to energy independence, um, reducing reckless spending reducing regulations, turning back on the engine of the American economy, and and getting us back to prosperity. All right, good stuff. Well, Kelly, we want to wish you the very best. Good luck to you out there, and hope to see you in Congress. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right. KellyCooperArizona.com. All right. There you go, folks. And we have a direct link on our live show blog uh, to Kelly's uh, page there. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Yeah, this Atlantic Magazine piece, it's called Pandemic Amnesty. So the author, her name is Emily Oster, 
and she's an economist with Brown University. And she says that Americans need to forgive and forget when it comes to whatever happened during the pandemic. And I'm curious to know if you're buying into this argument. She said that the shutdowns and the social distancing and all of the vaccines that we were forced to get that did not work, uh, that it was not a result of anything nefarious. There was no evil intent, but it was these decisions were made out of tremendous uncertainty. But I seem to believe a very different attitude uh, back during those days, ladies and gentlemen. I seem to recall people saying that if you did not get this experimental drug shoved into your veins, that you were somehow an evil person, that you didn't love your grandma, that you actually wanted to kill your grandmother. And I think that we need to understand on election day what the Democrats did to us. They're the ones who shut down our churches. They're the ones who shut down the schools. They shut down our businesses. Many of you listening to this radio program, you lost your jobs as a result of the Democrats and their pandemic overreach. They made you wear a mask that did not work, and they knew all along that mask did not work, but they made you wear it for the sake of theatrics. They made you cancel birthday parties for your kids and Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving. They made you wear a mask that did not work. They made you leave your loved ones alone to die. They even sent out the police to shut down funerals. They sent the police to go ticket elderly people who were gathered at a church house in Mississippi. They arrested people in Idaho who who gathered to sing hymns and spiritual songs. And now... And now that it's election day, well, they want you to forget all about that. Oopsie, our bad. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen. I say not a chance. I don't think there ought to be amnesty. No amnesty. No do-overs. No forgiveness. What they did to this, what they did to this nation is unforgivable. And the Democrats have to pay for what they did to this country. And trust me, folks, a day of reckoning is coming, and that day is November the 8th. That's when we get to have our say. We're not we're not burning down cities. We're taking back our country and we're doing it at the ballot box. So I'm curious to hear from you. The Atlantic magazine says front page story, it's time for pandemic amnesty. Are you ready to forgive the politicians for what they did to us? 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn show. The Supreme Court today is hearing arguments in what could be a it could be a landmark decision over affirmative action, and that's the process of using race as a factor in college admissions. I'm gonna I will just I will narrow this down as best I can for you. Uh, this is what affirmative action is. <clears throat> Let's say that you have um, a an Asian American person, and that Asian American person has a 4.0 grade average. And they're going to go to Harvard, right? You've only got one spot available. And then let's say you have another minority, say a black or Hispanic, and they have a 3.5 grade point average. And that's all you're doing is judging admission based on the academics of it all. Well, 
Affirmative action would require you to take the 3.5 grade point average student and elevate them above the 4.0 grade point student. And so Justice Clarence Thomas asked a very interesting question. He asked the University of North Carolina to define diversity. What, what exactly does that word mean? Because it just seems as though everybody has their own version of what diverse means. How about this, ladies and gentlemen? Why don't we just have the best people for the job or the best person for the college admissions test? And if it's a black person or a white person or Hispanic person or whoever, it's the best person regardless of skin color. Because if the Supreme Court upholds affirmative action, you could have an argument that every that every white basketball player in America could file a suit against the NBA. Because clearly there is not diversity there. And why is that the case? It's because they're not hiring basketball players based on skin color. They're hiring basketball players based on athletic ability. But if we're going to go down this path with college admissions, and quite frankly, in, in corporate America, blue and, and, and white-collar America, they're already implementing these kinds of procedures. You have to imagine it can't be that much of a stretch before they start implementing this kind of stuff in the athletic world. 844-747-8868. That's our phone number. Let's go to the lines. Kathy in Maryland wants to weigh in on this pandemic amnesty. Kathy, what say you? Hi, Todd. It is, sir, an honor to speak with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I'm a friend of Victor's. Hi, Victor. But anyway, I don't, I'm not in a very forgiving mood regarding these people. I mean, I've lost friends on account of this who said that they wouldn't see me under any circumstances unless, I mean, I, they didn't seem very uncertain to me when, like, our governor could say, just take the expletive vaccine. And, and and do everything else, and you know, I, I was looking forward to happy retirement, and then this thing came along, and you know, it sort of affected our lives. And even when everything gets lifted, you know, we know that this could happen again if these people aren't held accountable. Kathy, I'm with you. I I am not in a forgiving mood, and I believe, quite frankly, what they have done to so many families across this nation is unforgivable. And they know they've known it all along known it all along, but they they turned a blind eye to the suffering of the American people because they wanted power. That's what this was all about, power. That's right. Well, thanks. Kathy, thanks for the call. Appreciate that. 844-747-8868. By the way, Rochelle Walensky down at the CDC, remember she got COVID a couple of weeks ago? She's got it again. She just got tested. She came down with it again. And tell me and tell me why we need to get those vaccines. I've got to play this audio for you. This is a Starbucks employee. This is a grown man. You are going to be hearing the voice of a grown man. He's, what, 20, 21, 22 years old. Um, he's a young man, but he's still a grown man. And this guy is just having a bad day. I guess they made him work some extra hours. You got to listen to this, folks. This is not make up. This is not make believe. This is a, a real Starbucks employed. People wonder why we need a union at Starbucks, and I am literally about to quit. Like I, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but like I really want to. I almost walked out today, and I'm crying in the back room right now, and I must cut on the floor. It's just, 
I like I get I'm like a full time student. I get scheduled for 25 hours a week, and then on weekends they schedule me the entire day, open to close. I'm on the schedule for eight and a half hours, both Saturday and Sunday. I'm like three and a half hours into my shift. There's so many customers, and we have four people on the floor all day. <laughs> Only five people were put on the schedule, and somebody had to call out. And there are four people running the whole store, and there's so many customers, and there's possibly scheduled five people. <laughs> we only have 13 people employed at this store, and there's so many customers. And they like, <laughs> Answer the phone. We don't have fair scheduling. Managers don't care about us. Our manager was supposed to come in this weekend and he took himself off the schedule so he wouldn't be able to be held accountable for calling out. He just literally tore down the schedule that he was scheduled on and put up a new schedule where he wasn't on the schedule. Also, he couldn't have even seen that he was scheduled in the first place because he didn't want to be held accountable for not wanting to come in. They don't want to help us. We need a union because oh this God. can't happen. This can't happen. We need fair scheduling. We need managers to hold themselves accountable for helping their workers. They refuse to turn mobile orders off. We need the liberty to be able to do that because there's so many mobile orders and I need to get through all of them. And then people are yelling at me because they don't have their orders ready. And they don't know what to do. <laughs> and a customer was misgendering me tonight, like really badly. I didn't have their order ready. And so they were just like talking, talking to each other. And they're like, she's clearly incompetent. I have a full mustache and beard. I don't get accommodations for being oh neurodivergent. I don't. Like I can't. Like I, people get mad at me for using my sick time. I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm like at my wits end with this job. I really am. Wow, a lot to unload there. Uh, Grace Baker, <laughs> just uh... a. <laughs> Um, oh, yay, so yay. first of all, answer the phone for crying out loud. Somebody was trying to call in an order. Uh, or it may have been the manager no. telling the guy to take the day off. It's I, true. I'm confused. So they called him a she, mm-hmm. even though he has a beard. Yeah, I saw the picture. Looks like dude looks like a dude. He does look like a dude. So but then I mean, again, nobody knows. I mean, you know, you, you can never days, assume you, nowadays. You just can't assume. And you, aye, you, aye. you think you're doing the right thing. <laughs> But here's what gets me. The guy was, he's all upset because he's working 25 hours a day and taking some college classes. That doesn't, I'm not even going to comment. Is this the kind of generation that that moms and dads have raised? Yeah, I bl- I'm sorry. I don't blame the, I guess this kid's a Gen Z. So I guess I blame the, what would it be, a millennial, a boomer? I don't know. I no, 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 it's not boomers. I think it's Gen X. I oh, think Gen sorry. X. Sorry, I can't keep up with I think all it's of them. my generation that's raised oh, the, Gen the, X. the crap forgot. kids. Not going to lie. I've totally oh, forgot Gen X. The guy was, was hysterical. Yeah. I mean, he was having an actual mental breakdown. And also, who thinks, I'm going to record this and then post it? They want you to feel sorry. Yeah, and, it's and now an attention the thing. The entire country is mocking this, this yeah. man child. He I've is a man child. I've never seen anything like that. That is just, just that's. Re- ridiculous you know what and to be nice and the sad thing is his great-grandfather at his age was fighting in europe fighting for our freedom ladies and gentlemen you know the the greatest generation they're going to be rolling over in their graves right now can you can you believe this 844-747-8868 that's our number that's 844-747-8868 this is the todd Sarge radio show my goodness gracious
All right, Hillary Clinton is back. She's even attacking President Trump and MAGA supporters again. And now she claims Republicans have a plan to steal the 2024 election. Well, Dick Morris says Joe Biden will not run again. Hillary Clinton will run. And it's all laid out in his great best-selling book, The Return. Uh, Dick's been Trump's political advisor for a long time. You've seen him on Newsmax all the big networks. The In the return, uh, Morris reveals Trump's secret plan to win again, but he faces three big threats, and he lays all of that out in the book. You can get yourself a copy, uh, but if you want to get a free copy, man, Newsmax has a great deal for you folks. You're going to be able to save $28. All you have to do is call 1-800-NEWSMAX. That's 800-NEWSMAX, or go to the return911.com. That's the return911.com and get your copy today. All right, wanted to throw out, yes, uh, yet another trivia question for you, ladies and gentlemen, as we celebrate uh, trick or treating here. Reformation Day, Fall Festival, Halloween, we're ecumenical. Here's the question. We need to know the um the address, the home address of the Adams family. If you know the answer, give us a call. The Adams family, their home address, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now? Our good friend from Timothy Plan, Art Alley, joins us. Art, hope you're doing good today. Man, you are wound up today. A, a little fired up, Art. You know, I, I had the big 50, I turned 55 on Friday, and I'm still kind of working off of the sugar rush from the birthday cake. Hey, uh, Todd, I got news for you. It doesn't get any easier. <laughs> Art, day, once you hit there. <laughs> Art, my staff's already signed me up for like one of those stair lifts and uh, hearing aids. I'm, I'm oh, like, yeah, man. This is brutal. The seniors discounts, you get those. Oh, now I'm a member of AMAC, and uh, I love the discount. Good. So for some reason, yeah. I don't know what it was, Art, but Saturday I felt the need to eat dinner at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So I guess <laughs> it goes with the territory. <laughs> oh, my. Hey, I've got to ask you this question, Art. So we're talking about this new survey, and apparently a majority of moms and dads across America like to go in and steal the the best candy out of the kids' Halloween stash. <laughs> did, did Art Alley do that? As when when his kids were young, never, never, never. They didn't trust me anyway. But if they caught me doing that, <laughs> uh, and then here a number of years ago, we finally came to grips with this. And I don't mean to be judgmental or anything else, but we will not quote unquote celebrate this demonic holiday. Uh, it shouldn't even be a holiday of, of Halloween. Uh, it is so unbiblical um that we just don't do it and i put a sign out front of our yard apologizing to people but that if we cannot celebrate this if they want to come the day before come the day after we'll give them all the candy they can eat and i won't i won't steal any of it art alley ladies and gentlemen uh founder of the timothy plan and art from uh from from fall festivals and trick-or-treating to the economy uh, which is uh, certainly no treat these days. Uh, it's looking pretty bad, and we're hearing projections that come holiday time, like Christmas time, we could all be feeling the hurt. Well, I mean, some people may be feeling it. Uh, everybody's feeling it now. Uh, but if you're talking about the market, yeah, it's down substantial. But, you know, it made a nice rebound. Um, but, uh, you know, is that temporary? Probably. But over time... 
if you invest in good companies that have solid earnings and not uh, go woke with this ESG stuff and forget about earnings and, and try to be politically correct, uh, but the companies that really are serious about operating their businesses, uh, very healthy, good balance sheets, uh, you're not going to go wrong. I mean, the market, it's not a stock market, as you know, Todd. It's a market of stocks. And, uh, you know, the ups and the downs are just a fact of life in the market. But a well-managed, diversified uh, portfolio has only worked, Todd, every time, if you hang on. Uh, so you just go through this. Uh, you know, a, a good example, if I could use one to get people to understand, and I think they are understanding. We're seeing more money come in than go out because they understand. Things are at a bargain. Could the bargain get better? Sure. Um, but if you bought a really solid stock at $50 a share, very profitable, uh, all projections is going to be $100 a share within two years. Would you be happy with that stock? There you yes. go. All right. Now, would you be as happy if during this two years, it goes from 50 to 20 and then a hundred, you'd be very uncomfortable during that down period. And that's kind of where we are here. Uh, you know, America's economy is still big. Uh, these people trying to destroy it, uh, I think it's too big for them. I think they underestimated. Uh, could be wrong. Uh, but, you know, this too will pass. Uh, and our problem in America, and here I go preaching now, I'm sorry for that. But we don't have a polit. well, we do have a political problem, but the real problem is spiritual. Uh, and that's why we're, we're so active in trying to equip pastors and churches to equip their people to start using biblical values because those only work every time. Uh, and that's what we do, and that's why we found a Timothy plan. Uh, and, you know, 28 years ago, they thought I was nuts. Bonnie still thinks that sometimes. Um, but, you know, we have proven you don't have to compromise. You don't have to own companies trying to destroy our culture and our morals and our, the whole moral fabric of America to do well. You just don't have to own them. Art Alley is the founder of the Timothy Plan. TimothyPlan.com is the website. And, and folks, one of the things I, I love about their website, it's incredibly interactive, so informative. Any question you have, they're going to be able to answer or steer you in the right direction. You can even take um, a free online study about this idea of biblical stewardship. And uh, it's just one of many things that you can do um, as you decide, as you make your way into uh, working with Timothy Plan. And, of course, you can also get uh, lots of information on what it means to, uh, to, to engage in biblically responsible investing and uh, Art, you also have another great resource. Um, it's a, a new book um, called Invested with Purpose, which you wrote, and uh, folks can get a it's an there's an anniversary price. I mean, this is a discount deal, a buck ninety nine on Kindle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't want to do that, but uh, they pounded on me for five years, Todd, and I finally came to the conclusion. You know what a witness this book is because it documents. God's direct hand in Timothy over these 28 years, and there's no other explanation for it. 
So he still is in business. He is still acting with his people, and uh, we can trust him. The only question I think he has is, can he trust you? Uh, and uh, to, to find that out, you've got to go through the fire. And that's why the, the Bible says, you know, in all these things rejoice. You go through the fire and come out the other side. Um, is uh, I don't know. I guess when I get to heaven, I might ask him, but I don't think I'll care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's great. Our, but yeah, or you can call. People can call us if they are not technologically uh, um, advanced. Uh, just 1-800-TIM-PLAN. A human being answers the phone and will connect you with a human being who will answer all of your questions. I love that. Again, uh, 800-846-7526. That's 800-TIM-PLAN. You can also go to their website, timothyplan.com. Folks, if you can't remember that, you're out driving. We've got it on our website, live show blog, (laughs) and you'll be able to link to it directly there. Art, always, always good hanging out with you, and uh, hope you have a great rest of your week. All right, man. Don't you dare step on the scale in the morning if no, you're stealing no, the kids' candy. Not doing that. Not doing that at all. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's a sin, I think. Art Alley, ladies so. and gentlemen. Uh, TimothyPlan.com. Be sure to check that out. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. We have a trivia question. This is from the old TV show, The Adams Family. We want to know the address of the Adams Family. Not the Munsters. This is the Adams Family. So if you know the answer, give us a call, 844-747-8868. Whoever wins gets a signed copy of our Daily Biscuit Devotions with a draw. We'll be right back, America. All right, let's get to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Bill in Georgia on the line wants to try his hand at a trivia question and uh, then wants to weigh in on uh, politics. Bill, how are you today? I'm doing well, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You know what? First uh, things first, let's get you uh, see if we can't get you a, a prize here. We need to know the address of the Adams family. Well, I got, and I'm not sure if this is cheating or not. I looked it up on the internet. So you tell me if that's cheating or not. I got 0001 Cemetery Lane. Well, Bill, yeah, and you get bonus points for being honest. Okay. <laughs> so it's, there, there you go. Congratulations. Uh, when we uh, get finished with our conversation here, Grace will get your uh, your info. Uh, in, the mean, in the meantime, Bill, you want to weigh in on some political stuff. What's up? Yeah, I got one boat, and I'm on one acre, okay? If you're in the city on one you know, if there's a high-rise, one acre, you could get, you know, hundreds or thousands of votes. So I try to encourage everybody, you need to vote because the cities, if you look at the country, it's a red country, voting by county, okay? However, the cities obviously exponentially outweigh the uh, country just by having those votes and i'm i'm a former uh from from up north where you don't need id to vote so i still believe that there could be potentially fraud there if you don't need to produce an id to vote or you do voter by mail so 
at this point, I'm just, I even encourage my friends, my family, my kids, you got to go out and vote because this is the most important thing. We could, we could all say we're going to win big time, but if we don't vote, we're not going to win. So everybody's got to go out and vote. And even my kids, they haven't voted yet. I voted early, whether or not that's a good thing or not. I wanted to get it done. I voted in person in Georgia, showed ID. So hopefully and prayerfully it does, you know, we, we have to believe by faith that it does work, right? But at this point, um, if we don't vote, if we just say, well, you know what, I don't have time. Well, you got time to, you know, watch your latest TV show or do this, do that, go to all the sporting events for your kids, which is very important. But the most important thing right now with, you know, within the next week with early voting and on November, you know, next Tuesday is we got to go out and vote. Yeah, you're right. And and look, especially in Georgia, the, the polling data has been all over the place. And uh, there's a new set of polls that came out yesterday, the Hill.com reporting that Warnock is ahead now by a couple of points. At, at this stage of the game, I'm not sure you can you can take those polls to the bank. But what you can do is get out and vote on Election Day and let your voice be heard there. So that takes away any sort of doubt. That's right. Yeah, I appreciate that. We got to we got to get just encourage everybody. Even my kids haven't voted yet, like I said. And I'm concerned that they said they'll vote on Tuesday. But you know what? Everybody gets busy. You might as well just get out there when you can. If you know you can't absolutely get definitely get out there on on on, uh, on that day. Well said, Bill. Appreciate the call. Hang tight. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Grace Baker is uh, going to get all of your uh, your digits. I have a question for you. So uh, there is uh, there's a report out there that Elon Musk may be forcing people who have a blue Twitter check mark to cough over some big dollars. Uh, one of the ideas is to charge up to twenty dollars a month to verify users. So if you have a blue check mark, which up until now has been free, I suppose, you're going to be charged upwards of $20. This is according to The Verge. Twitter users who are currently verified would have 90 days to sign up for a paid subscription or else they would lose their blue check status. The Verge added that Twitter developers have been given a November 7th deadline to launch such a feature on penalty of being fired. And we'll wait to see, you know, we'll wait to see if Elon Musk uh, has anything to say about this. But it seems to me that if you're going to be charged $20 a month to use Twitter, first of all, would you use Twitter? If Twitter or Facebook one day said, you know what, it's going to cost you five bucks a month and we're going to charge you and you're going to have to pay this amount or you're not going to be able to use our platform, would you pay that amount? Would you be willing to pay dollars $15, $20 a month to keep your Facebook and or Twitter service? But beyond that, it seems to me, again, if you're going to charge the blue checkmark people, and I'm one of those people, if you're going to charge them any sort of you know dollar amount, there's there's got to be a benefit to that. So right now, there is absolutely no benefit to me having a blue check mark other than people know it's me. But I get nothing else out of that. As a matter of fact, I'm still shadow banned. And by the way, that's an interesting thing that people really don't understand is that Elon Musk hasn't really changed anything yet. So if you are still being, if you're still being shadow banned, you're still being shadow banned. So that hasn't gone away. 
But again, I Grace Baker, would you pay twenty dollars a month for a blue check mark on on Twitter? With this economy, no way. I mean, I'm I'm not sure. It's I mean, there are some people, and this is they're all over this kind of stuff. You know, oh I don't my god, at all about that. I've had some people in the talk radio world, you know, that are not blue check marked, mm-hmm. or maybe you know they want to get on Getter or some of these other platforms. I mean, it's just like. Like, can you can you help me out? Can you put me in touch with Jason Miller? Can you put me in touch with Elon Musk? Can you get me? And I'm like, what? What are you? What are you asking of me? It's like a badge of honor. No, it's not a badge of honor. I think people actually find worth, like self worth, in having a check mark on Getter and Twitter and Facebook. So we got the Starbucks kid who's pitching a fit. Then we got these people all worried about blue check marks. We got I, our priorities all mixed. I'm up, like, folks. you know, what do I care? I'm not paying twenty bucks for no a way. blue check mark. I you mean, be wh- paying me. <laughs> well, no, that's <laughs> right. I mean, we're I'm bringing using their a, app. We're bringing an audience to them every single day. Come on now. Now, if they want to say, okay, we're going to unleash. We're, Todd Starnes, we're If you pay us the twenty dollars, we're going to allow you all two hundred thousand of your subscribers to see your stuff. Well, okay. That could be, Enticing. that's worth a conversation. Sure. But it's like Facebook, you know, they keep coming after us all the time, wanting us to join their business side. And I'm like, why would I do that? Yeah. You, you guys punish us. You know, every, <laughs> why would we do that? It makes no sense. Not worth it. No, it's not worth it. And I feel, you know who I feel sorry for? I feel sorry, and especially for the conservatives. There are some conservative talk radio people out there, and that's, they live and die by this stuff. And it's sad. That means they have sense. no life. You know, come on, get a life. Nobody cares They're if you're blue check marked. They're watching the ticker. That's all it is. That's all it is. And and people are like that. So anyway, I'm more than happy to have people visiting ToddStarns.com. You know why? We don't we don't censor anybody there, and we like you we like you guys hanging out with us. All right, folks, this is it. Day eight tomorrow. Day seven. It's going to be a lot of fun. Election day is coming, folks. It's going to be a great time. All right, be good, America. We'll see you later. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.